Welcome to the Enter and Whisperer, the show all about the future of work. Today's episode is about the past, present, and future of podcasting. And for many of us, podcasts are a part of our everyday lives. Most of us listeners may not know that podcasting began less than two decades ago in 2004. Uh, I was four at the time, so that's crazy that I am older than podcasts just because they're, they're such a part of our lives now. So what we did is we went out to the street and we asked different people what they knew about podcasting. When did it start? Just to be able to get some background. So let's take a listen and see what our people on the street have to say. I actually don't know. Um, I, would, I, would, I would think it began when you were able to upload recordings online. Yeah. So maybe in the early 2000s? Um, not sure, but it probably came around the time of the iPod, if I had to guess. So maybe 2006? I think it was around 15 or 16 years ago. And Pretty very good. much as a spin-off of RSS feeds. Before we get into the podcasting history, let's take a step back and break down 2004 and why it was the right time for podcasting to come into existence. It was the year of sequels for the movie industry. Shrek 2 and Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 was hitting the theaters. Paris Hilton was the biggest star around with The Simple Life and starting her own clothing and perfume line iTunes sold its 200 millionth song, and there was the infamous Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake Super Bowl halftime performance that went down into history. And there was a small portable device known as the iPod that was growing more and more popular. So how did podcasting come about in this not so distant past? So technically, it was widely accepted that the first ever podcast began in 2003, created and hosted by Matt Schichter. Schichter. Yeah. Schichter. <laughs> the show was called The Backstage Pass, where he would interview a variety of musical guests, including the Beach Boys and Jason Mraz, who uh, were big stars at the time and still are big stars. And although this was technically a radio show, it was also available for streaming on the Internet. So that's why people consider it a, a, one of the first podcasts but podcasting was not yet an accepted medium as its own. Um, so the Backstage Pass was just considered a radio show that was also available online. Well, podcasting, just so we all know, was officially created a year later by Adam Curry and Dave Weiner. For those who grew up in the 80s, you may know Curry as a video DJ in the golden age of MTV. I don't think you know this, Ian, but it was certainly my time. I thought his long, luscious mullet was a great touch. Curry would send requests to Weiner to develop audio blogging as a feature of the internet, which is what podcasting was called at the time. Yeah, and Dave Weiner was a software developer who coded the program that made audio blogging a reality, enabling him and Curry to download internet radio broadcasts to their iPods. This was very appealing to people because it started the trend of you don't have to listen to a live show. You can listen to it on the go and whenever you want. So let's take a moment to hear what Adam had to say about podcasting and the start of it. Podcasting started before the term was even invented with an idea in 2000 when Dave and I met. We were talking about 
automated media distribution and then the conversation centered around video rather than audio. Remember, this was 2000 before the worldwide leap in the number of broadband internet connections. Dave felt the internet simply had not evolved to the point where it would support large video downloads. I wanted a software solution that could download items that we subscribe to. This really wasn't a new idea, but there was new to no tools to do this in the fashion we desired. Dave was already working on Real Simple Syndication, or RSS, and that code came into play four years later when I decided to try programming myself. I ended up developing the first rudimentary podcatcher application with Apple Scripts. Dave initially thought that what I had created would not work, but my program and Dave's RSS, we were able to capture and download audio posts that Dave embedded in his web blog. People could now download content and listen to it whenever they wanted. As I said, back then, podcasting is where developers and users party together. Just a few months later, Ben Hammersley, a journalist for The Guardian, coined the term podcasting in a news article. It was official podcasting was born. One of the first podcast shows was created and hosted by Adam Curry himself, known as the Daily Source Code where he talked about his everyday life, delivered the news, and promoted other podcasts that were popping up at the time. A lot has happened since that time of podcasting in that first year. Liberation Syndication, or it's, as it's also known as Libsyn, was launched in 2004 by Dave Mansueto as the first podcast service provider. They're still present, and they are a force in this industry to be reckoned with. They have a mission statement that states that users can host, distribute, and monetize their own podcasts through, through their service. It only took a few years for major companies to follow suit. In 2005, only a year after podcasting was technically created, an iTunes update supported podcasts as a native feature, encouraging people to not only listen to podcasts, but to create their own. And iTunes was so big at the time, so the fact that iTunes was supporting it as a medium and supporting just regular people to create their own show. That was really big. Comedian Ricky Gervais was the first to have a mainstream recognizable podcast that was very entertaining and still holds up today called The Ricky Gervais Show, which I've actually watched. It's pretty good, uh, but it's definitely before my time since I was only five at the time. Oh my um, gosh. <laughs> and he and other comedians would talk about a variety of topics, mainly making fun of each other. There's this fun fact, George W. Bush is the first president to use the podcasting format. And his office was allowing the public radio address to be streamed on the White House website. This is definitely an indication that podcasting was going to be the way people would listen for content in the years to come. Numbers don't lie. In 2012, Edison Research indicated that 29% of Americans listen to or have listened to a podcast. It's a testament to how popular podcasting came in less than a decade. Wow, that is amazing. As technology advanced, internet and podcasting followed suit. In order to stay relevant in this new internet age, traditional radio has embraced the podcasting format in order to stay relevant with the times. Examples of this are NPR and iHeartRadio. People hardly listen to radio anymore. I know I don't in my car. Uh, I, I mainly listen to stuff on Spotify and sometimes iHeartRadio. If I want something to, to listen to in the background, I'm going to look it up on my phone rather than 
watching something or listening to something live. So the largest music streaming apps that exist today have entire sections that are dedicated to podcasts. If you haven't already, you can check Spotify, like I said, Apple Music, Pandora, or any other music application that you subscribe to, and you'll get lost in all the podcasts that are there at your disposal. According to the website Single Grain, there are over 750,000 podcasts available right now. So we went and asked people again, what are your top three favorite podcasts and why? So let's listen in and hear what they have to say. My favorite one is The Office Ladies because I, I mean, I'm not like a huge super fan of The Office. Like some people are like, I don't have a secret meme account for Office memes, but I just think it's really nice because I did like the show. And so it's nice to hear behind the scenes that the people on the show liked the show as much as I like the show. So it's just like really cool to see that like everyone is having fun off the camera too. And they just have like really good personalities and they're super excited. And it's very interesting, especially because I make the drive from like my hometown of Lakeland to UCF a lot and it's like an hour and a half. So music gets pretty boring. So it's nice to have that to break it up. My top favorite podcast right now would have to be the Minimalism Podcast, which I don't know if you've seen the documentary on Netflix, eponymously named Minimalism, but these two men talk about possessions and the minimalistic lifestyle, and it's super cool. I also like Michelle Obama's podcast, which just came out on Spotify, and my old boss from back in Tennessee... Uh, does a podcast with three of his friends called the oblivious podcast which is also available on spotify and they talk about politics life and everything and it's super cool for me one of it um i'd say the official podcast is the name of it it's hosted by a bunch of youtubers they're all comedy related um so for me like when i'm just doing work i like to listen to that like kind of in the background and that usually gives me some good laughs while i'm working especially like working from home um other ones business wars has been good i like that one just because it talks a lot about like the history of different companies like uh, uh mcdonald's versus burger king like how that feud kind of took place over the years so i find that one really interesting um another one would be uh it's called is this really a thing it's one hosted by uh, the Dean of the College of Business at UCF, and that one's usually always interesting. Uh, so top number one is uh, the Art of Manliness podcast. Um, really, really great uh, program that it, the, the topics are very um, widely researched, uh, well-versed from, you know, history to, you know, how to become a, you know, a good father, you know, looking at culture, looking at you know, how to treat women, how to, you know, improve your career, all sorts of things, you know, and it is geared for young men. So it hit me at a right time, um, you know, as I was going through school and I listen still to it today. Actually, I'm much more into um, almost human stories. So I like the, I think there's one uh, in England called uh, How I Failed with Elizabeth, uh, I forget her second name, and she's fantastic because she talks to everyone from um, footballers to heads of AI at Google about um, pretty seismic moments in their life and what they, what they learned from that failure.
Well, we also wanted to know what's, what the statistics are. You know, how many people are really digging into the podcast? Roughly 26% of U.S. adults listen to podcasts while driving, presumably through their smartphones or Bluetooth. And at home, though most people would probably prefer to listen to podcasts through their smart speakers, like Amazon, Alexa, Google Home, or Apple HomePod, the technology isn't quite there yet. It's getting there. You can say, Alexa, play the Marketing School podcast, and it will, but other shows. It's often hit or miss. Although you can usually play the big ones, like the NPR shows, many of the smaller shows don't show up. The same goes for television. You can get some podcasts on smart TVs or through Roku, but it's still limited. Yeah, I agree. If I want to listen to a podcast on my Roku TV, because I have one in my room, I, I just go to YouTube rather than a streaming service, just because it's kind of hard to do it right now. And it, YouTube is a lot more accessible. And podcasts are becoming more mainstream. And with that, more integrations into our daily devices. Ideally, these integrations would be streamlined enough that you could have your own smart alarm clock when you wake up with the latest episode of your favorite podcast or you can listen to it on your Google Home when you get ready for work. Your devices would tell you then what new episodes are available that day. That would be so cool. I would love to, like, to wake up to a podcast. I don't know what I'd choose though. What would you choose as like your wake up podcast? Mm, something that would have a lot of energy because sometimes I may not, I get up really early and so I don't always want to get up. So it'd have to be something with like I don't know, a bugle blowing or something like that. I'm gonna to have to find some because normally the things that I listen to are talk. They're not necessarily, um, they don't necessarily have a lot of noise in them. So they would like music, they would tend to make me want to just stay in bed and listen. I don't know if I would wake up with it. That is so true. If I, if I had a podcast to wake me up, I would just wanna to listen to the entire thing before waking up. Yeah, I just stay in bed, why, why get up? I feel like I would choose something news related just because I don't watch the news that much anymore now that we're allowed to go outside. <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I would have to choose something news related. Uh, but we're, we're talking about technology that isn't there yet, unfortunately. And although we're not quite there, we're moving toward a world where you can listen to any podcast you want, whenever you want, on whichever device that you want. And as a result, creators will likely start thinking about the impact of these different formats. So we asked a few more people on the streets uh, what their favorite genre of podcast is. So let's tune in and see. Podcasts about TV shows. <laughs> I'd say like business is probably my domain um, in terms of the types of content I like to listen to. Comedy ones are always fun as well to listen to just for fun. Some of my friends really like like the mystery ones or like the scary story ones I think those are cool like that tell a story but I also like the ones where people just talk and like exchange their opinions and have like a conversation about something that's going on well that was really interesting to hear what other people like to listen to because there is also comedy and people don't think about that as a, another form of a podcast but maybe you want your hour-long marketing podcast to be live on spotify but you also want to cut it down into several quick tips using those types of podcasts that can be easily digested through your google home device 
through your Google Home device. These are the kinds of questions that future creators will likely be asking themselves as podcasting technology advances. Now, podcasts are embraced by the masses for a variety of purposes, including education, entertainment, and even background noise. And celebrities have also accepted podcasting with open arms. The list includes Anna Ferris, Conan, Alec Baldwin, Joe Rogan. Oh my gosh, I've been listening to Joe Rogan since we had had our conversation with Andrew Weiss. And I'm gonna tell you, I really like Joe Rogan. Nice. And then there's Will Ferrell. And just this month, former First Lady Michelle Obama announced that she will be hosting a podcast on Spotify earlier this month, and the first episode just dropped last week. Her first guest is none other than her husband and former President Barack Obama. If nothing else has proven to you that podcasting is expanding to tremendous lengths because we've been spitting a lot of facts at you, let's try to put it into more of a perspective. Podcast Movement, which is the largest annual industry conference, was founded in 2014, and in 2019, just last year, over 2,000 were in attendance. Another podcasting event, PodFest Multimedia Expo, founded by Chris Kremitzos, who you have heard throughout this episode, was held virtually in August and broke the Guinness World Records' largest attendance for a virtual podcasting conference a little bit of a mouthful, <laughs> with over 5,000 attending the event. And Isabella, you were a speaker at this event. Tell us about it. I that. was. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I just, I could not believe how many people were engaged. There were community rooms where people were having conversations and networking was, was crazy. And then there was also all of these, it took two weeks to do this whole conference. And Chris is a master. He and his team are a master at putting on these kind of events because that is a lot of people to move around. Whether it was over 300 something speakers and then there was over 5,000 that attended, it was an amazing thing. So let's hear a little bit more from Chris about what his take is about this upcoming or this previous event. Uh, we're doing an online summit uh, called the uh, PodFest Global Summit. And we're going for a Guinness World Record. We're looking to set the record for largest virtual event over a week's time in the niche of podcasting. We're on our way. We're about 25% of the way there. We're hoping to um, really get 90 to 100% of the way there by the end of uh, the first week of August. And uh, the, the record attempt starts August 10th to the 15th. All and right. you, can, you can find us at podfestexpo.com. There's free tickets as well as premium tickets. In 2019, a new Edison report indicated that more than half of Americans listen to podcasts. So keep in mind, this was happening in less than two decades. And that's so hard to believe because I don't know how old you are, Anne, but that could be less than your lifetime or a little bit more than, you know, I'm not exactly sure, but nonetheless, podcasts, it seems like they've been around for a long time, but really not so much. Yeah, I agree. And I've been alive for two decades. <laughs> All right. So you're as old as podcasting then. Yeah. <laughs> so how about COVID-19 and all of its impact on podcasting? So let's hear from Q. Uh, he's the station manager over there at Valencia College about what he thinks uh, about COVID-19 and its impact on the podcasting industry. With COVID, COVID was honestly one of the best things to happen to podcasting and streaming and everything like that, because since everybody's stuck at home, 
you know, traditional radio is mainly listened to in your car. And uh-huh. you're not in your car. Most people don't have the app to listen to that radio. And so since the world has kind of gone to this on-demand, at-home listening thing, uh-huh. it's thrust podcasting and any other on-demand service into the limelight. So I can see in two years, actually, um, the next year, podcasting just being major, um, Spotify buying out more people, iTunes buying out more people and shows and um, maybe producing some form of a network or something like that, but they still have to remain on demand. But I see more people getting big contracts, kind of like the music industry for podcasting because um, revenue, these these streaming platforms, they're getting revenue, but they want to see how to maximize revenue. And if podcasting is becoming bigger and at the forefront because everybody's listening on demand, they're going to try to sign or get exclusive rights with these people. Um, you got YouTube doing it, Spotify's doing it, iTunes is Twitch. doing it, Twitch is, Twitch is definitely doing it. So, um, and I think Facebook's gonna get in the game soon. One of the interesting trends from COVID has been that in the US, podcasting audiences have declined, partly due to the uh, fact that people are no longer commuting for you know two or three hours a day. However, globally, podcasting audiences are on the uh, way up, right? And in Europe, for instance, they've gone up in some places by 50%. The interesting area where they've gone up is education and um, so-called hobbies, you know, things to self-improvement. And I think that is, as you say, uh, a way because you can both consume and interact. So it, it, it becomes a way of delivering as well as testing for information. It uh, becomes an incredibly useful tool and people can do it in snack sized bites, right? They can do 15 minutes here, go back, do another 15 minutes, do it on the exercise bike, do it in the kitchen, do it whilst they're gardening. It becomes, um, a private yet and um, a non-intrusive medium of uh, consumption. Wow, uh, that is a crazy perspective. I, I really liked hearing that. And we are seeing new podcasts about the new normal and more people talking about it on just about every single show. I mean, it's the only thing that you really can talk about. There's a pandemic that is affecting everyone. So of course, everyone's going to be talking about it. Stephen Smike, Senior Vice President of Podcast and Influencer Marketing at audio advertising company Baritone One, said it's too early to tell how fewer people are commuting and stagnant in certain types of industries and how it will affect podcasting overall. He said, but early on, the largest hosting companies that are responsible for hosting lots and lots of podcasts are saying, overall, traffic is up and listeners are up. Well, I, yeah, I agree with that just because there's nothing else to do. <laughs> People yeah. are to go out, so they're going to stay in and listen to content. Mm-hmm. And they're even going out for walks. That's the only way we can escape the house. After all, it has been six months since we've been having to live within a quarantine type of a lifestyle. And podcasting has just done amazingly well. So much like Trump during the impeachment hearings way back, the news agencies have started creating event-specific podcasts. NPR has its Coronavirus Daily podcast, which gives updates just about every 10 minutes when it was at the peak of, the, of what was going on. And then the upcoming home cooking 
will help you whip up quarantine meals. So there's a podcast called Epidemic, and it brings analysis from Dr. Celine Grounder and former Ebola response coordinator, Robert Klain. The number of shows that are popping up is just amazing, said Smeek. But what does the future of podcasting look like? Artificial intelligence jumps into the picture. We all have heard the acronym AI, and it has the potential to affect every aspect of podcast creation, delivery, and consumption. Consider these applications. One of the hardest parts of hosting a regular podcast is coming up with fresh ideas. You know this, Isabella. You have your own podcast. And coming up with fresh ideas that will appeal to your audience is even harder. Machine learning tools like HubSpot's content strategy tool can help creators discover themes that are popular with their listeners and people like them. Uh, so you use HubSpot. So how do, have you used these strategy tools? I haven't. And that was one of the things that I found so interesting when we were doing the research on this particular topic. And so it definitely is something that I'm going to be implementing into our podcast moving forward. Gotcha. So you can personalize the ad experience on podcasts. That is probably not much different than what we're experiencing when you go and you look, click on something on a website or you're in your social feeds and then all of a sudden Pizza Hut pops up because you just clicked on a Pizza Hut ad. <laughs> or maybe it was Nike shoes and then all of a sudden you get just deluged with Nike advertisements. Well, that's what's going on here. So if you listen to a lot of podcasts, on the same network, you'll probably hear the same few ads over and over again. And remember, there was this little incident that happened with MailChimp. It was a running joke during the first season of Serial. So we went and we asked people again on the streets, what are their feelings about ads and how do they break up the viewing of whether it's videos or podcasts? Because podcasts are also blogging, they're out there. Let's hear what these people had to share with us. I don't think it's um, like, it's not as intrusive as kind of like a video playing ad because mm -hmm. usually the good guys will kind of segue into it like as if it's a talking point and they're really good at it. And I, I always listen to them, I'm like, God, that, that was a good segue. So, um, and they'll, they'll segue into it and talk about it for a minute and then just go right back to what they're doing. And if, they just, if people listen to them religiously and they keep doing stuff like that, then um, maybe people are more inclined to buy the product. So I see advertising coming in more in that form. Well, I mean, it just really takes me back to being a kid when we didn't have Netflix and all that stuff and you just watch TV with commercials. And at the time, like, that was fine to me. I was 10, whatever. But now that I'm so used to, like, Hulu Premium or whatever, Netflix, it is, like, annoying. But then, I don't know. I feel like those people that put the ads out, they got to make money. They got to get their customer base up. So I don't really get too annoyed about it because I know that there's someone behind that that's like, I need to get paid. <laughs> so... I don't really, I don't really get too mad, especially because when I listen to podcasts on Spotify, the ads aren't unskippable, like on YouTube. Like I can just fast forward through them if I really wanted to. I don't think anybody really likes ads, you know, nobody, nobody likes when they pull up a YouTube video and it's kind of long and then there's like an ad in the middle. Like that's just no fun, yeah. but they do have a purpose. And as a business person myself, 
I can understand where they're coming from, but I don't like to be interrupted personally when listening. So I prefer like ads to be a bit more personalized. I'm not in favor of the whole like AI ads where they're kind of like targeted based on me. Um, I feel like that would just kind of break up the podcast, like content in general. Mm -hmm. I prefer like um, where the podcast hosts, like they're actually like recommending the product and like talking about it itself. To me, it's kind of like similar to radio. When I listen to radio in the car, sometimes um, the hosts, like they'll actually talk about the product and or the service just because like they might have a more direct tie-in with that. And for me, I'm more likely to listen to that than just like the random ads that are kind of split throughout the programming. So for me, because like radio and podcasts are both like kind of passive mediums, I prefer just like having ads more personalized. That's what's going to like keep me more on board and more engaged with it and more likely to like listen and return to it. Those are my thoughts. I, I find it turns me off when you have a, like a one minute ad at the beginning of the podcast. Uh, you just always want to skip ahead and jump right in. Um, if you have little, maybe shorter ones spread throughout, that would be easier to deal with. So podcasting ads or ads within the podcasting industry. The reason why we haven't seen a lot of ads is because sponsors haven't woken up to the opportunity. Um, so when I first started podcasting, there was somewhere around 10 to 20 million in ads spent a year. Then it went to 50, then 100. We're about to crest over a billion, and then it'll quickly go to 10 to 18 billion. So you're going to see a lot more ads moving into the future. The funny thing is, as a listener, I think um, advertising within any content medium is intrusive. But I think the great thing about the way AI is driving it is ads, like the content them itself, is becoming much more personalized. So I am looking forward to the day where we can use AI and vo voice recognition technology to actually have the sort of ad that I want to hear, not necessarily one that's a one-size-fits-all. I also look forward to a time when uh, an ad is something that I can respond to instantly. And that's part of the work that I do in my, uh, with my voice recognition startup where, you know, if I hear an ad for Starbucks or a pizza, I can immediately say, yeah, I want to take up that offer and I want to order a coffee now on the move. So by the time I get to the mall, it's there. And that's all seamless. You see, personally, I feel... I, I stop listening when it's a an advertisement during a podcast or I just skip it over entirely. Like if the advertisement's at the beginning of the podcast and I know it's going to last maybe two minutes, I just skip those two minutes. But I understand that they need to make money and they need revenue. So I understand the need for advertisements. It's just, I don't have to listen to it. I know they have to put it in there. <laughs> well, they don't allow you to really fast forward until it actually you watch about 20 seconds and then you can hit the button that says move skip you know go forward mm. that's usually what happens now at least on, when i view any videos oh gotcha oh yeah i'm talking about on spotify uh but yeah youtube is definitely yeah i really like the feature where you can skip an ad after five seconds of watching it but yeah that's why i kind of prefer spotify because you can just you know drag the, your cursor wherever you want. Oh yeah, well, and Spotify can normally do thumbs up, thumbs down. Same with Pandora, if I like something. And then if I if I like it, thumbs up, I get more of the same type of content. If yeah. I say no to it, it'll skip me to another type of genre. 
However, there's a downside to it. I can only do that a certain amount of times and then it says, no, you can't keep doing this with the algorithm. You know, they figured it out. So AI will eventually allow podcast ads to be targeted to users' interests and demographics, minimizing the repetition of delivering the same Blue Apron or Casper ad over and over. This is better for consumers and it's better for brands too. 80% of the customers are more likely to purchase a product or a service from a brand who provides a personalized experience. That's true. And I know we've talked about it before to where our phones are always listening. And I, yeah, mixed feelings about that because it's definitely a personalized experience, but it's also a little invasive. I agree. So we continued to do some more research and we found out that improving that podcast, the recommendations and the content notifications, that's the other thing that's coming down the road for us. Podcast networks have a robust discovery feature now and they're going to end up winning over those people that are trying to avoid it. Um, and especially taking away some of the followers that are on, on podcasts that don't have this type of technology because they get better and better at being able to recommend relevant content to users. And that means that the longer um, the, the users are listening, they're gonna be staying with that network. There's, it's just increasing more loyalty to that particular network and that uh, show. It's really simple. The way that Netflix can email you when they add a new movie they think that you're gonna like, it's the same with podcasts. Podcast networks will go and be able to make some predictions and say, hey, we think that you're going to like this particular show. Um, the push note, whether you have push notifications or not, they're still going to get through your Alexa. Artificial intelligence will allow podcast networks to do better than just delivering content you'll like. They'll be able to deliver it when you want it. For example, if you always listen to podcasts on your drive at work at 830 in the morning, you could probably get notifications that there are new episodes ready for you to download at 8 a.m. That way you won't be scrambling to do so while you're on the road. I know I'm guilty of that just a little bit. If, uh, if I'm you know, rushing somewhere, I'm going to, at a red light, maybe hop on my phone really quick to put on a podcast. So if the technology gets there, where we're going to have that content just ready when we get in the car or when we wake up, it's, it's going to be crazy. And let's see. Kavita Ready runs Voxta, a voice recognition startup, and was a guest writer on an article published by the Financial Times. She said, it is not surprising that technology companies are focusing on podcasting and making the medium easier to access. Apple has introduced full text podcast searches on its podcast app, and Google has made them appear in search results. Spotify launched a voice assistant. She was just talking about all of this stuff and you had a conversation with her, right, Isabella? We sure did have a conversation and we're gonna be hearing clips of what she has to say about what the future will look like for podcasting as we continue to finish this road going down what the future looks like. The tech groups recognize the appeal of voice as a portable medium and an interactive tool, especially for those who cannot read podcasts attract a disproportionately high income audience. PwC consultants estimate that U.S. advertising revenues will reach one billion next year by 2021. One billion, that's just so crazy. As podcasts become easier to find, 
Audiences for the digital spoken word could dwarf those for the written one. Listeners already use podcasts for much more than entertainment. In China, educational and self-improvement podcasts are worth much more than $7 billion in 2018 alone. The great thing about podcasts are that they're portable, it's intimate, and it's accessible and on demand. These podcasts can become a friend, a tutor, and a coach. So for listeners, interactivity is important. Spotify's voice assistant enables users to talk to podcasts as well as listen. According to Juniper Research, the number of individual voice assistants in use will triple by 8 billion in 2023. That sounds so far off, but so close at the same time, just because it's only, it's less than three years away at this point since 20. Oh my gosh, we're, we're right around the corner. We're practically in October. Are you kidding? It is right because next year is 2021. It is right there. It is, oh my goodness. It is just so close. Content will need reimagining as podcasting changes from a passive to an interactive experience. Voice commands can be used to navigate to a podcast. The assistant could then suggest new nuggets of content, threading them together into a personalized audio journey. That's, that's so intricate, like an audio journey. That's what it's going to be because it's going to be so interactive to us that it's going to feel not like we're listening to something and like it's a task. It's going to feel like it's just a part of our our daily lives. Almost like virtual reality, you know? Yeah, it's, exactly. yeah, it's going to move into that area. And we're not even going to know it's there at that point. No. The fusion of great content and artificial intelligence may herald the arrival of a voice guru, a trusted companion and advisor, armed with data from past listening choices, who anticipates listeners' desires better than the listener can. So what does the future of podcasting look like? We asked a few of the people again on the street. Yeah, I was talking with somebody else and they had also, they felt that the uh, idea of having chips that would be in our, our head, our brain somewhere, or our ears, that's how people would be listening to podcasts. And then I was going, you know, I, I can see something like that eventually coming. I just don't know when, but I definitely see it. Maybe it's yeah, too much I Terminator. I, I don't, I don't, maybe in 50 years, because there, there's so many things on a technical aspect they have to work out. Like, um, how do you, like, what if it malfunctions? What happens? Because it'll have to be near your ear, like on the brain part that controls like your ears. So right. what happens if there's a malfunction? How do you do maintenance? They don't really have the, the technology to where, you know, it won't rust in your brain? <laughs> or how do you change channels? And, and then yeah. I think even forget all of that side of it. It's the ethical side. Like, yeah. should we be doing that stuff to people? Uh, or do and, people have the ability to really think about that? And our, our cybersecurity is not, I mean, it's, it's changing every day. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I think there's a lot more that needs to be laid as a foundation before that happens, but I can't say it won't happen. I mean, I see for the human race to outlive its life expectancy, it has to be some form of uh, marrying with 
robotics or cybernetics? I feel like it's going to go in the direction of like TV shows, how we had TV shows, all these channels. So then we had to get cable, but then Netflix popped up, but then Hulu also popped up and then NBC. And then now we're going to have all these other streaming services that you're going to have to pay for and then possibly bundled and you're just going to have online cable. So I see this trend of like podcasts becoming really popular because all those podcasts I just listed, I had no idea that all those TV shows also had podcasts. And I'm starting to believe that any other TV show I like will also have a podcast. So I feel like it's going to go in that direction where everyone's going to have a podcast. So then everyone's going to want to get Stitcher Premium, Spotify Premium, Apple Podcasts. That's where I see it going. So I think we're going to start seeing a lot more podcasts on like music streaming services like Spotify and SoundCloud. Spotify having their whole uh, Michelle Obama podcast, for instance, having that on that platform. Um, I think Spotify or SoundCloud is also doing that as well. So I think we're going to see a lot more podcasts on there just because um, those like music streaming services, if they're able to get more content on those platforms and getting more people to kind of stay on there, that's going to increase the chances of them like being exposed to ads especially if they're like AI ads, like as you talked about before. Because um, like the, the difficulty with having like personalized ads versus AI ones is the personalized ones might be harder to track in terms of like how many people viewed it and trying to like specifically narrow that to an audience. Um, but that might have more engagement. So I think we're going to see like a lot more content on in terms of like music streaming services that we're already using just because they're able to centralize that content and get people to stay on there longer. That's more likely they're going to be able to increase that ad revenue for sure. They, they appear to be increasingly popular, I think, as people, like, commute and stuff. They like to listen to it, like, while they're driving or riding the subway. So I think it's going to become more popular thing to do when people are, like, doing other things because people like to multitask, and especially, like, during quarantine. There's not much to do, so people turn to podcasts. And if their favorite person has a podcast, like, Michelle Obama starts doing a podcast, yeah, I'm going to listen to it. Because I miss her so much, and I miss Obama too. So, well, I think embracing AI um, and having more curated content, uh, people who are open to, you know, uh, having the power of the device in your pocket, get a sense of what you like to listen to, and then at a certain time of day, maybe stream what you think you would want to hear. I think that would be a, a pretty interesting innovation. I would be surprised if if that didn't come to pass. But I think also along that light, the future of podcasting will need to tackle the issue of echo chambers and how sometimes it's, it's important to be exposed to other types of views than you might normally um, be by, by choice. Um, and I know a lot of uh, companies are trying to, uh, to break that cycle and um, to bring us you know, back closer together as a, uh, you know, as a, as a society. And um, I'd like to see if, you know, in the future we, we achieve that. In today's day and age, I try not to forecast more than like six months out because of how technology is progressing. But I will tell you, artificial intelligence will play a huge role. There's a good possibility that podcasters, you'll be able to interact with them through AI devices and ask them questions and then they'll be able to record answers. So I think it'll be more interactive. Um, Right now, there's not as much interactivity. So five years from now, I would look for 
uh, augmented reality and voice to really play a part within audio and there will be a transition. I just don't know exactly what it looks like, but I'm already starting to play in that space. I think podcasting is going to become a very personal experience. It is by the very nature of the way we consume it, you know, on a phone or on a smart uh, speaker. It's a very individual bubble-like experience, right? And it, it can accompany you throughout the day, almost like a friend, a guide, a mentor. I think the future is that personalization will increase because of two things. One is that the AI that we've already seen at the moment will help content producers and platforms deliver more of what you like. So if I like, you know, Elizabeth Day and how I failed, it'll give me more um, podcasts in the same vein, right? It'll suggest in the same way when you like a red dress, you see you know, on Amazon or uh, Shopify, you get more suggestions of this, you know, you like this, you may like that. I think there'll be a lot more of that, but I think the interactivity that AI is going to deliver where you cannot, it, it, it goes from being a passive to an interactive uh, conversation means podcasting will become uh, not just a consumption medium, but a two-way dialogue. And that I think is where the interest lies. It's not, it's not about whether, you know, it's the latest, uh, earphones or pods or whatever you use to listen to it the the potential for it you know especially for older people or people who are isolated as we are now seeing with covid-19 to have not just a podcast but a way of communicating back with the podcast i think that is where the future will uh, take us So just as we finished wrapping up hearing what other people think the future of podcasting will be like, we want to know what you, our listeners, think. Drop us a note, write us a, share our show, but let us know if you like what it is that you're hearing. And we want to thank you for always listening to The Intern Whisperer. And we also want to recognize and acknowledge all of our people that were contributing to this show. And that, that includes our interns, and it also includes all of our guests and the people on the street. So thank you very much. Keep listening and we look forward to your subscriptions and your comments. The Intern Whisperer is brought to you by Cat5 Studios who help you create games and videos for your training and marketing needs that are out of this world. Visit Cat5 Studios for more information to learn how Cat5 Studios can help your business. Thank you, Cat5 Studios.